0: You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me, Ari. I'm sober. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, Um, so I'll preface that. No COVID. I think I'm just kind of, I have a little bit of the... A little bit of the sads a little bit of the sads um I like to call it medium depression where I just feel blah you know where I could literally sleep all day and um I didn't well that's not true I did actually sleep I actually did sleep a lot of the day but you know not I'm not firing on all cylinders but I'm firing on at least one I'm firing on one cylinder I did go thrifting for my Halloween costume. Uh we're, I don't know how I don't know how it's going to turn out. I am going to be Shigo from Kim Possible to all my millennials out there. She was the she was the villain that looked exactly like Kim Possible but with like black hair. So, I thrifted like a kind of a bodysuit and then a random lime green shirt that I'm going to cut up and then I need to get some boots and I don't know, we're going to see. We're going to see. I had a vision for it. And, um, I'm not always good at bringing my visions to life, but we're going to see. So I'm excited about that next weekend. I love this time of year. I love when the weather gets a little bit colder. Again, Los Angeles cold. So, you know, like, uh, 65. This morning, it was 59. And, ah, I loved it. I loved it. Something that has been on my mind lately, and, you know, it's just kind of, well, I shouldn't say lately. It's actually probably been on my mind ever since I got sober, was uh, about for-profit rehabs and sort of just rehabs in general because they're I- I'm very um, kind of intrigued by them because I didn't actually, you know, like go away to rehab. I didn't experience it. I thought about it, but I didn't actually do it. So it's a strange kind of like fascination I have with them. This is actually so random, but Passages Malibu which is this very famous um rehabilitation center that like celebrities go to and I'm pretty sure in Bojack Horseman it's like where Bojack goes it's like oh yeah it's literally the website calls it a luxury addiction treatment center I'm clicking on it right now um interesting Interesting. My God, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> so, Passages Malibu has a TikTok account and they follow me on TikTok. And I remember seeing that and being like, what the hell? You guys trying to sponsor me? <laughs> you trying to send me to Passages for free? I mean, I'm down. It is literally like a, a luxury resort. But uh, I was reading this article in NPR um, that I found really interesting. It's actually from February 2021. And it says, as addiction deaths surge, profit-driven rehab industries face severe ethical crisis. And it um, references a a peer-reviewed study that was published in the February issue of the journal Health Affairs. And, you know, it has some really, like, troubling stuff about for-profit rehabs that is not surprising. So this is um, from the abstract from that um, research article. So it says, We conducted an audit survey of 613 residential programs nationally posing as uninsured cash-paying individuals using heroin and seeking addiction treatment. One-third of callers were offered admission before clinical evaluation, usually within one day. Most programs required upfront payments with for-profit programs charging more than twice as much. 17,434, as nonprofits were 5,712. Recruitment technologies, for example, offering paid transportation, were used frequently by for profit but not nonprofit programs. Practices including admission offers during the call, high upfront payments, and recruitment techniques were common even among programs with third party accreditation and state licenses. These findings raise concerns that residential programs, including accredited and licensed ones, may be admitting a clinically and financially vulnerable population for costly treatment without assessing appropriateness for other care settings. I've said before many times that I never received inpatient care for my drinking, and ultimately, I did not have a physical dependency, meaning it was safe for me to go cold turkey, but that's not always safe for people depending on their dependency the drug they're using, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember not really knowing a lot about rehab, but kind of like I said, fantasizing about what it might be like. And I think that that's kind of where my like, ooh, passages Malibu and you know, uh, BoJack Horseman. You 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 have you kind. Of, I had these very two radically different images in my head of what rehab could be. Both are probably stereotypical and also rooted in some truths. So the first I had was like I said. The prestigious Malibu rehab where celebrities go and there's beautiful vistas, very spa-like. Prices are ridiculous. And I don't actually know like what goes on there, but I just remember thinking, wow. Imagine if I had all this money and I could just go on vacation from my life, from my drinking at some fancy-ass rehab program. That's like how I imagined it, vacation, which let's be honest – Uh, vacation is not super sustainable for creating a new lifestyle because you come home from vacation, right? Vacation's not forever. But I would see these commercials and they make these for-profit five-star rehabs look insane, like Michelin star restaurant, yoga on a cliff, overlooking the ocean, mud baths, like in-room massages. I don't know, but I'm like, oh, this is rehab. Sign me up, you know? And then the other image I had in my head was also cartoonish in many ways. And I imagined hospitals and scenes out of One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest and stories I heard about psychiatric stays. And that second image was one that instilled a lot of fear in me and shame and nerves about what it could all be. And I imagined it um, a lot scarier than obviously the first one. So here, you know, I was like, okay, this is, these are my two options. Either you pay ridiculous amounts of money to be in this like spa facility and who knows how helpful it is or isn't I don't know it's not information I have I don't have firsthand experience or going somewhere not-for-profit that's dark and scary and underfunded and understaffed and scarring in its own ways and both of these ideas in my head are based in pop culture in representation I've seen in tv shows and movies not real life and I'm sure the reality of both exists somewhere in between We already had an opioid crisis in this country before the pandemic, and unsurprisingly, addiction numbers have soared. We have a mental health epidemic. The pandemic was horrible for the obvious reasons, like the extreme loss of life, but it also had trickle-down effects into so many other aspects of life and health. So if we get pessimistic and we look at American greed and corruption and we think about how corporations look to make money above all else, above people— what do you think is a fucking goldmine for-profit rehabilitation programs you have people at their most vulnerable people who are dying are sick traveling down a lonely path and recognizing and coming forward and asking for help is so hard to do and then people say oh ask for help but asking for help is not the final step then you have to get help you have to find help find affordable help Find help and, you know, worry about your job or other financial responsibilities or just your life. Can you take one to three months off from everything? What if you're a single parent? What if you don't have a community? What if you don't have insurance? Like there are so many barriers in place that it can be really frustrating to hear people say blanket statements like get help. Help people get help easily. We are so far from it. And this isn't even something that I am super well versed in. I plan on having an expert and some people in the nonprofit recovery world on to further discuss, you know, rehabilitation programs and treatment programs. And um, I'm going to ask them questions because I don't know, it's just there's a lot that I don't know, but I've just I've I've, I'm frustrated by it and I haven't even had to come up against it, you know, but maybe I don't know, maybe it just comes back to the fact that there's always corruption under capitalism. When we have programs that are meant to help people and maybe they are actually birthed out of good ideas and well intentions, there will also always be programs that pop up under that umbrella that are actually exploiting the people that they claim to help. I don't know. I I just think it's important to point out because people who don't understand substance misuse and abuse, they like to say things like, get help or go to rehab or they should go to rehab. And I, I just, it's not that simple. It's not always that simple. One time I called a hotline. I I think I've told this story before, but I called like a national alcohol abuse hotline or or something. I can't even remember what it was. I was drunk. Uh, That's when I did the majority of my calls for help was when I was inebriated. And uh, the girl who I'm sure was a volunteer, she like took down my insurance information, ran it to find me local inpatient and outpatient rehabs nearby. I asked a bunch of questions about if I would be protected with my job, how much it would be, yada, yada, yada. Don't remember most of it, but I remember feeling so overwhelmed thinking about doing all of it, and I just thought, like, would I have to give up my apartment? Would I sublet it? Would this permanently taint me in some way? Like, I don't know. I was imagining it would go on my permanent record as if rehab, like, I'm in high school and I'm going to apply for college and have to explain why I went to rehab. And again, I was lucky that I was able to do it cold turkey eventually, and I was okay, and that my drug abuse hadn't progressed to a point where I needed medical intervention. But it's just... It's a lot, and not everyone is in that privileged position, and I hope we can start to practice more empathy for people and understand that there are obstacles in the way, and there are privileges in place for certain people in recovery, and I hope we can really start reallocating funds and dedicate tax dollars to medically proven, accredited, like, caring facilities that are here to help people. I don't know. I just... I just feel like so much in our world, in my opinion, would be better if we put money towards mental health and education and resources for people struggling. We try to put band-aids on these huge, huge wounds way later as if it's going to help instead of just doing our best to prevent injuries in the beginning. Anyway, there's uh, there's a lot more on this subject and and discussion to be had. And I think it's an interesting one. And like I said, I'm going to have some people on. I can ask questions because, you know, I really don't know. I'm sort of just talking out of my ass. That's what this podcast is. I'm going to rebrand it um, Out of My Ass with Ari Eastman. Tell me what you think. <laughs> like, subscribe, rate five stars. Let me know what you think of Out of My Ass Ari Eastman. by Ari Out of My, Out of my Ass with Ari Eastman. Out of My Ass with Ari. <sighs> anyway, well, it is time for... It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink. Well, your girl is sober dating again, and um, uh, it's not as scary as I thought it would be. It's just like riding a bike. You get back on that bike, and uh turns out you remember how to do it. So, um, yeah. That is my pink cloud. I'm back out there again. Roaming the town like a love, like a, like a love sheriff. Just pow, pow. I have to go to bed, everybody. I'm sorry. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. We're done. Goodbye. Turn it off. Turn it off. Well, love you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Sobriety with me, your friend Ari Eastman. As always, it's helpful if you leave a rating, a review. Um, I have an email address. I've got an Instagram. Come say hi. Tell me topics, things you'd be interested in, people you'd like me to have on for discussions. And um, I am i i'm probably gonna start a patreon with some video content i'm looking into it looking into cameras trying to figure out like where in my apartment i could you know start recording video uh components to these but um keep 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 looking out because i think it is around the corner so with that i will talk to you next week bye everyone